Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Masechah's Gittin Daf Nun Vav. Lots of ground to cover. We're starting at the two dots, eight or nine lines from the bottom of the page on Nun Hamud Beit. Let's jump right in. Amrav Yochanan, my dechsev. What does the pasuk mean when it says Ashrei Adam Efachei Tamid Umak Shalibo Yipol Bera? What does this person pasuk mean when it says that a person should be regularly scared Umak Shalibo Yipol Bera? And if their heart is hardened, they will fall to evil. Says the Gemara. That because of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, Yerushalayim was destroyed. That because of a chicken and a hen, the city of Tur Malka was destroyed. And Ashka de Rifsak, Charuv Betar. Ashka de Rifsak, uh, if you look at Rashi here, eight, nine lines from the bottom, he says, Dofen Shel Markeves Nashim. It was the wall of some type of chariot carrying women. Because of that, Charuv Betar, the city of Betar was destroyed. All right, here's the famed story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa. We're five, six lines from the bottom of Nunhamid Bays. There are many components to this story, and it is an extremely sad episode in our history, representative of a, representative of a sad kufa. And of course, we're in the three weeks, one of the many Nishikos Mina Shamayim that what we are doing is appropriately timed, and there's a Shtikalash Gachapratis. Akamsa Bar Kamsa Charv Yushalayim, what was the case where Kamsa and Bar Kamsa led to the destruction of Jerusalem? There was this guy who loved Kamsa, Ubal de Bar Kamsa, and he was actually an enemy of Bar Kamsa, of Azudasa. He made a party. And this guy, Omar Le Shame, he said to his servant, Please, Zil Aisili Kamsa, please go invite the person whom I love. Please go invite Kamsa. Azal Aisili Le Bar Kamsa. And he inadvertently sent the uh, the E invite to somebody else. And also Ashkechedav Yasi, when, when the when the Balabai showed up to the party, he saw that his enemy was sitting there. And he was not having it. Omar Lay, Mikhti, let's analyze. I see that my enemy is sitting here. My boys, what are you doing here? Kum poke, get up and get out. Omar Lay, look. Or Kamsa said, look, I'm already here. Please just leave me be. Don't make a whole scene. Just let me stay. Whatever I eat, whatever I drink, the money is yours. Omar Le the Balabai said, Lo, Rashi, Lo Shivikna Lach, I'm not letting you stay here. Omar Le Bar Kamsa said, Look, Yehivna Lach Dame Palga de Sudasech, I'll pay for half the party. Omar Le Lo, I don't want your money, I want you out of here. Omar Le Yehivna Lach Dame Kula Sudasech. I'll pay for everything. Stop making such a scene. You're being a child. Stop making a scene. Let let bygones be bygones. Let me just stay at the party. Omar. Omar lay low. Nakte biyode. He took him by his own hands. The okme and stood him up. The apke and threw him out of his house. Omar and Bar Kamsa was upset. Because other Rabbanim from the community were sitting at this party. They saw what happened. They saw the Sinas Chinam. And they uh, and they didn't do anything. It seems to be that their silence is actually approval. That their silence is actually approval. <laughs> it says the Gemara, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go tell the Kurtza Bey Malka. I'm going to go tell everyone. Uh, Rashi at the top of the page says, Malshinos. He's going to be Malshin on the Jews. Azal, he did so. Omar Leila Kesar, he said to the Caesar, Mar the Jews are rebelling against you. Omar Leila, how do you know this? Omar Leila, Shadar Lehu Korbana, 
go send a sacrifice. Tell them that you want to send a sacrifice and see what they do. See if they're even willing to engage with your korban, if they're going to bring it on the Mizbeach. So Azal, the Caesar did so. He said that uh, he sent it, this animal in Eglatilsa, a very uh, fine animal, a fattened up animal, according to some. But on the way, I should say, while it was on the way, Barkamsa um, put a little cut in the animal that was a mum. A mum, says the Gemara, beneath Svasayim on his lips, or Vaamrila Bidukin Shabain, or in the uh, the white part of the eye, he created some type of wound. And that's Dukta Dilididan Havamuma by the Yidin. That type of, of injury is considered a mum. But but according to the Goyim, according to the Caesar, it wouldn't be considered a mum. The fact that this animal has a tiny little cut on his lip, what is the big deal? What's the big deal? But according to the Yidin, that's a halachic psul, because our halachic system is quite nuanced, as we will soon see at the bottom of this page. So, they knew that it came from the Caesar, the Jews, the people who were running the base of Mikdash knew what was going on, and they said, look, we got to think about the politics here. If we don't bring this korban, we're asking for trouble. So Amar Luhur of ben Avkulas, he was the one who was being a kanoi for halacha. Yom People are going to make a mistake. He was taking a myopic view and saying that if we allow this animal to be shechted on the base on the, on the mizbeach, people are going to think that an animal that has a mum can be karev on the mizbeach. So then they jumped to a rather drastic other option. They said, you know what? Maybe we should go on the black on the black dark on what's it called the black web the dark web the dark web and we should hire an assassin. Let's get this guy killed. Let's get Bar Kamsa killed. He won't go back, and then all will be fine and good. Amar Lahu Rav Zacharia Yomru Matil Mum Bekadshem Yehare. But maybe someone will misunderstand and say that the reason why we killed Bar Kamsa isn't because of the political concerns, but they'll misunderstand and say. Maybe people will assume that if you bring a korban with a mum, it's capital crime, which is an odd concern. And look at this jab from Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan is obviously an Amora, well after the Chorban Habayis. Uh, somewhat well after the Chorban Habayis, just 150 years or so after the Chorban. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, An visanuso shal Rav ben Akulas. The humility of Rav Zechariah ben Akulas, Rashi, Fourth line toward the end of the line, Anvisanuso, Savlanuso, Shesoval es Zevelo Harago. Because of his patience, because he tolerated not killing Barkamsa, says Rav Yochanan, Hechriva es Beisenu. It is he who is responsible for destroying our Beisan Mikdash, the Sarfa es Hechalenu, and that special room the Hechal was destroyed, Behiglisanu, Mearzenu. That is not a good resume. Uh, to have said about you in the name of Rav Yochanan, really there was an error that was made here. They should have killed Bar Kamsa. So Shadar Ilavaihu le Niron Kesar, and then Niron Kesar was uh, then appointed over the Jews. Things are starting to move in a bad direction, and here's what happened: Kikaasi, when he got there, Shada Gira le Mizrach. He shot an arrow. Stam. He shot an arrow into the east, and Asa Nafal Yerushalayim. And then it took a path and landed in Yerushalayim. That's what happened. That's where the arrow fell. And then the Ma'arav, he shot another arrow 180 degrees the opposite direction. Asanaf will be Yerushalayim. It hooked around and landed in the same place. And here he could see that there was more at play here than he was bargaining for. 
Amar Leili Anuka, he said to his children, he said to eight children, a child like walking in the streets of Yerushalayim, Psokli Pesukech, tell me, what did you learn in Cheder this morning? It says the Gemara Amar Leili, I'm going to take out my vengeance on Edom by the hands of Yisrael. Omar, Niron, who was the Caesar, said, Omar, There's no question to me that because of how the arrows fell and because of the Hashgacha Pratis of the Psukim, that the, kid, the kinder lachar learning, it's clear that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to destroy his house. And he wants it to be at the hands of one person from whom he's going to take vengeance. But I don't want that to be me. So look at the next line of the Gemara. Niron, um, Niron took the writing on the wall. He, he knows the way that a Kodesh Baruch Hu works. Arak, the Azal, the Igayer, the Nafak Mineir of Meir. So he, he said, I am not touching this with a 10 foot pole. What's Nafak? Nafak, he went, uh, which word? Nafak, the Nafak Mine, um, a descendant of his, came from him, literally, to exit from him, meaning one of his descendants was Rav Meir. So I was just thinking about this today. What? He's one of them, yeah. But what is a famed sheet of Rav Meir? Rav Meir is chayesh l'mi'uta throughout Shas. What was Niron being choshesh for? What if a Kaddish Baruch Hu's real? What if a Kaddish Baruch Hu's actually the real deal? I don't want to get punished. And who's his descendant? Rav Meir who's chayesh l'mi'uta. I don't know if it's true. Rav Meir has a sheet throughout Shas that he's always chayesh for the uncommon scenarios. So if in fact he's, I'm, this is me talking, I don't know if it's true, I'm totally babbling, it could be Sheker B'chazov. But Yesh Ma, it looks appropriate. It looks appropriate. We'll see another diuk, not about this, but a similar possibility with another person at the bottom of the page. But it could be that the same, you know, we, we have this in research too. If you have a parent who parents in a certain style, so then the grandchildren will parent in a similar style because that's, a, that's, a, that's osmosis, you know, you absorb. So no one commented on Rav comment. In the entire Gemara, not, not one word. That screams volumes, no? Not that one word. Like the silence is deafening, and it means that they agree with him, I think. Otherwise, Rav Yochanan should have been rebuked for, for commenting so sharply about a tremendous Tana. But that, but Lachora, that Tana made a huge error. Did I interrupt you tremendous Tana? No. I know this, but what will say? That name doesn't appear anywhere else in shots. So you have a world-changing machlokas going on what to do, and this guy in the back of the room stands up and, and gives his opinion. Was so his name left never, out? Anywhere else? No, but was his name left out because we don't want to talk about him anymore? Because he wasn't. What? Oh, you, you know Tanoim from that. Yeah. Period, right? Yeah. Yeah. None of, they must have been in the room. I'm asking. I'm asking if his if the silence of his name throughout Shas is is no. is, is the the people who wrote the Gemara are saying we don't want to talk about this guy. The words that they say is it's the one time that he had what to say. Why did they listen to him? Okay, so that was this part of the Gemara. Who called for the killing in the first place? Right. They were all talking when the when the korban was being brought. We also don't know, by the way, the name of the person who had the party of, of who invited. We don't. Uh, that person's name is also not in the Gemara. Maybe in the Rishon. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. What? He deserves to not have. Right, but then they ask the question. He deserves to have his name. Thompson got his name stuck in Why? Why? He was his name when he was such a 
He should be called out just like this this Tana was called out. No, no, because why let his name live on for Dora Dora when he's that type of person? You're saying the same thing. We are. It's just uh, two sides of the same the coin. I'm saying throw him under the bus. You're saying don't give him any credit. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a compliment to be in Shas forever and ever and have people hear your name and, and drag it through the mud. I don't know which one's well, better or worse. Like Hora, right? Yeah, in I don't know which one's better. I don't know. All right. Uh, if we're going to finish yeah. before Shacharis, we need to move. <laughs> Third of the way down. So now, Niron, he, he converted. He's out. So, Shadri Lavaihu Aspa Sinus, which is Vespasian, Kesar. Vespasian, as we know from some of our history books, also Tsar Allah Tlashene. He uh, sieged uh, Yerushalayim for three years. Havu Ba Hanhu Tlasa Asire. There were three wealthy people during that time Nakdimon Ben Gurion. Uben Kalba Savua, that person we know, related to Rabbi Akiva. Uben, Uben Tzitzis HaKeses. Let's analyze these three names because these three names are descriptors of who these people actually were. Nakdimon Ben Gurion Shenokdalochama Ba'avuro, that the son held in one place for him. Ayin in the Rishonim. Ben Kalba Savua, what about him? Shekol HaNichnas Levesok Shehu Ra'ev Kekelev, anyone who would enter into his home who was as starving and ravenous as a dog, Yotek Shu Savea, would always leave the home when he was satiated. He was a good host. Ben Tzitzis says, what's this guy? He would always have his tzitzis dragging on pillows, meaning he always walked uh, the red carpet. He lived a chash of a life. He could amri shai successes muteles ben gedole rome that he uh, he his uh, he lived among the uh, among the famous uh, among the big dolem of Rome. Okay, now of these three fine gentlemen, chad amar lehu ona zayna lehu bechite usare. I'm going to take care and feed the Jews with wheat and with barley. Bechad amar lehu bedecham bedecham reuve de milcha umishcha. I have enough money to feed everyone with wine, with salt, and with oil. And the third person says, I'm going to take care of all of the wood that's needed to bake all of the bread. Uh, that's a huge need also. Says the Gemara, The rabbi said that the greatest of the three was the person who had access to all of the fuel. Things haven't changed. He who has the oil has the money. And the Gemara says, the Chizda, we learn that from Rav Chizda, because kol iklide have a master l'shamei, Bar Mindetzivi, Iklide, the Rishonim here, right, actually, the Achron and the Maharshal writes that this is a key. He says that the keys to all things of Rav Chiza were given over except for the key to the wood. No one gives over the, the key to the oil reserves. We don't even know where they are. Damar Rav Chizda, Akalba Dechite Ba'ishitin Akalba Akalba Detzive. For every unit of wheat, we would need 60 units of, uh, of wood to burn to cook that wheat to make it into bread. Okay. <laughs> An unbelievable amount of food. They had enough food to feed everyone, everyone, for 21 years. And then things really take a turn. There were these Jews who were not Kishmak people. They were contrarians and they were really the big troublemakers. And Amruluhu Rabbanan, the rabbis were of the opinion of Nepuk Vinabet Shlama Behadayu. Let's go, let's do the, the geopolitics. Let's go talk things out and let them know that there was just a miscommunication with the Korban. It, it wasn't because we didn't respect you. We have a technicality. Let's talk things out. 
But Lo Shavkinu, the Biryone, these people who were basically, we'll call them the mafia, they would not, the Jewish mafia, they would not allow for the rabbis to, to go and try and do the peace talks. So Amru Lahu, Nebuk Venaved, Krava Ba'adayu, they said that they'd rather have war with these people with Vespasian. Amr Luhu Rabbanan Lomistaya Milsa, they're not a fan. Kamu, Kalanhu Lahanhu, Amivri Dechite, Vesare, Bahabuchafna. So what these people did is they burned down all of the warehouses with all 21 years worth of food and wood. And then there was a kafna, then there was a famine. And what can you do? Famine always brings about war. It's a survival of the fittest. And when you're starving, you're starving. How poor were they? The Gemara tells the following story, about two-thirds of the way down. Marta Bas Baitus, Asirta di Yerushalayim Havya. She was one of the wealthy elder women of Yerushalayim. Shtarte lishluche, she sent her servant into the market. Go buy me the most expensive, finest flour that you can find. By the time he got to the marketplace, the servant wasn't able to find any. It had all been stolen. Also, he returned home to Marta Basbaitus and Amarla Smidaleka, but Chivrisa Ika. They don't have the Smida, the very expensive, uh, the uh, the Whole Foods brand. They have, they have regular stuff, just regular white flour. So she said, Amarla Zil Aisili, fine, no problem. Okay, it's a tough time, I understand. Just give me the white flour. Adoza, so he went back to the market to buy it. And Izdevan, there was no white flour left. And Asava Amarla Chivrisa Leka, Gushkara Ika. We don't have the white flour, but we have the lower, more coarse form of flour. What can I do? Sorry, I'm sorry, Marta Basbaitus, there isn't much left. Go buy it for me. Then the Shleach went back to the marketplace. By the time he got back to the market, even the Gushkara was sold. We don't have any of the coarse type of regular uh, wheat flour left, but there is some barley flour left if you'd like. So please go buy it for me. And by the time the Shleach got there, all of it had been sold. What? Yeah, just buy it while you're there. Kasha and Maisa. That's a great story. I like that. I was wondering the same, but didn't spend the time to look it up. Good question. Havashlifa Masana, she happened to not have been wearing shoes at the time when she heard this last piece of news that there was really nothing left to buy. Umrah, so she said, you know what? When you want things done right, do it yourself. I'm going to go out myself and see if there's any way that I can possibly find any food. She walked outside and she stepped on some feces. And because she was such a mifunak, she was such an istinist, she was so particular, she literally died. Karela Rav Yochanan ben Zakai, okay, a little much. Haraka bach v'ha'anuga asher lo nista kafragla. A reference to her, these people who are so delicate, they're soft feet, feet people, and uh, they can't even handle what touches their feet. Some say that's actually not what happened. Ika de Amre. 15, 20 lines from the bottom, that the grogeris, the types of dates that Rav Tzadok used to eat, these were the dates that she was given, and she died when she was exposed to one of them. Who is this Rav Tzadok? A big tzadik. The Rav Tzadok Yosef Arba'in Shnin Bita'anisa, the lo lechorev Yushalayim. It is so hard for us to imagine in 2023 in Tavshin Pei Gimel what it's like to have Yerushalayim and to run the risk of losing it. This man fasted for 40 years. That is a wild amount of time. He, he ate at night? Or he yeah, he ate at night. He ate at night. Yeah. 
Betanisa. And what was his fast about? The Lole Chara of Yerushalayim. We have no Hasaga. We try one day a year to get our feelings in order. This was everything to them. They couldn't see the world any other way than having Yerushalayim. And he fasted for 40 years. And when he did actually, when he did anything, you could see the food going down his throat. He was completely emaciated. What he would do is they would, uh, when he was uh, eating uh, this healthy food, what he would do is he would be He would just suck out the juices and throw the shell, not the shell, but throw the rest of the fruit, the actual flesh of the fruit, throw it out. Oh, sorry. And that is what she found and either stepped on or tasted. She did something with them. And that is when she died. And when she was about to die, when Marta Basbaitus was about to die, she took all of her gold and all of her silver and Shadise Bishuka. And she threw it into the marketplace. Umrah, hi, lemai mi Well, I'm dying. What am I going to do with this? It's just money. A play on words from the Pasuk from Yechezkel that the money was thrown outwards. And that was her money. Now, this guy who was in charge of the Biryoni, the head of the mafia, the mafia boss, Abasikra Reish Biryoni Yerushalayim, he was the nephew of Rav Yochanan ben Zakai. Rav Yochanan ben Zakai said to Abasikra, who was, again, the head of the mafia, please, privately, just come to me. Don't bring your whole entourage. I just want to talk to you privately. Also, so Abasikra went to Rav Yochanan ben Zakai. What are you guys doing lighting all of these fires and burning all of these resources to create famine? You got to stop. This is crazy. Omar Lay, Abasikra, is stuck in his own world. I am stuck. I can't say anything, uncle. I'm stuck. What am I supposed to do? Omar Lay. At the very least, try and get me out so I can try and work something out. Perhaps I can create some type of Hatzalaporta, some at least some type of small savings. You're right. Maybe I won't be able to, to stop the war, but maybe I could lessen the issues that we're having. Amar Lay, here's what you should do. This is what Abbasikra recommended to Rav Yochanan ben Zakai. Uh, you should take your soul and make it as though you are sick. You should basically play dead. And everyone will start asking about you. You'll put something that, that has a terrible odor in that room with you. Take a dead animal, whatever the case may be. Place it there so people will think you've died and your body is already decomposing. Only allow your students to be the pallbearers to carry you. Why? So nobody feels your weight. That a person who's alive seems to have a feel that's less than those who are dead. When people are alive, they very gently reposition their bodies in a way to make it feel as though if you ever carry an awake child or carry a sleeping child, they feel very different. The lethargy, the the, the log, they just, it's a dead weight. So they said, don't let anybody else touch you. So fine. Avid Hachi, that's what he did. Two of his Talmidim stood at his sides. Nobody else carried him. 
So now they had to bury him. At that time, you weren't allowed to bury anyone in Yerushalayim. So Kimatu Lepischa, when they got to the to the to the uh, barricade to get out of the city, Bo Lemitkere, the Biryone, these evil mafia peoples wanted to stick a knife into the flesh just to make sure he was taka dead. Omar Lahu, Yomru Rabbanan Dakru, you're gonna they're gonna say about you that you stabbed the Rav? Like what what's wrong with you? Of course you're not gonna do that. So Bo Lemitchafe, they wanted to push around the mace to see if he'd react. Poke him a little bit and see what's going on. And the Gemara says, They're going to say about you that you shove the dead rabbi. This is not the way to behave. So they let Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai in the pine box. They let him out. They let him out. Now, Nafak, he went out. And Kimat when he went to finally go greet the Caesar, Omar, he said to him, Shlama Allah Malka, Shlama Allah Malka, may peace be upon you, may peace be upon you. Omarle, Mechaibis Treiktala. For that one sentence that you just said, Rav Yochanan ben Zakai, you are Chayev Misa twice over. Chada, first of all, Dilav Malka Ana, I'm not the king. This the Kokarisli Malka, and you called me the king. That is number one reason for you to be killed. And the Su, and furthermore, I Malka Ana, if in fact I am the king. You should have showed up to kiss the ring. Why didn't you come to, to visit me? So the Gemara responds that Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai says this follows Amarle. When you argued and said about me that I said about you, that I said you're not a king, I know a little bit more than you do. Says the Gemara on the top of Nunvav Medbez, Ibra Malkaat. Rashi, Tibur Hamaschil at the top of the page, Ibra, Be'emes, Melech Ata'asid Lichyos, you will be a king in the future. How do I know? Because otherwise the Pasuk doesn't make sense. This is a Pasuk that we have in Yeshaya. Lav Malka'at, if you're not the king, then Yerushalayim will not fall in your hands. It's impossible. The only way that Yerushalayim can fall is in the hands of a king. So question number one that you asked against me, that you said I was chayv, me said that you're not the king, you will soon be the king. And question number two, four or five lines down, and as to why, if I thought you were the king, why I didn't visit you until now, these mafia guys are being ridiculous, and they're not letting me even come and talk to you, but I want to come and talk to you. So he says back to Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, If you have a barrel filled with honey and a snake wrapped around the barrel, what do you do to solve the problem? You should destroy, uh, you should just destroy Yerushalayim yourself. Who cares about the Biryonim? Just do what's going to end up happening. It's inevitable. So Ishtik, he didn't give back an answer, even though there were plenty of retorts to be given. And in fact, the Gemara says that something... Uh, beyond nature was happening here. Kari later of Yosef Akiva. One of them said, that he wasn't able to respond. He lost his das in that moment because the, the answer is not to destroy the barrel. He should have said He should have said So go get some tongs or something. the Remove the snake and kill him and save the barrel. The fact that the Biryonim are being difficult doesn't mean that I should partake in destroying your son. It means I should partake in getting rid of the snake, which in this case is the Biryonim. Adehachi. 
This was the Hashgacha Pratis piece, first of the middle width lines. While this was happening, Asa Pristika Ale Mirome. There was a, a soldier, some type of traveler. Rashi says, uh, Rashi on the fourth line of the page, Dibur Hamaskal Pristika says, Shliach, a messenger shows up from, Ro from Rome. Amar Le, they say to Vespasian, Kum de Misle Kesar. The Caesar has died and you are now in charge. You are now the king. At that time when this happened, he was only wearing one shoe. <laughs> I don't know what, what is going on. Okay. Omer Dorsheni says the Gemara, he was wearing one shoe. And by the Messiah, he wanted to put on his other shoe. He knew he had to travel. Low aisle. And he wasn't able to get his second shoe on. Then the Gemara says, He wanted to take off the one that was on. He couldn't get that off either. So what is going on here? I've been putting on my shoes for decades. Why can't I take off my shoe? And why can't I put on another shoe? Omar, my high. He says to Rav Yochanan, what's going on? Rav Yochanan, of course, knows everything. Don't let this bother you. Some good news happened to you. That when there are good things that happen to a person, the bones become saturated, meaning your feet will swell a little bit. And that's why you can't get your shoe off or on because your feet are swollen. Fascinating, Gemara. What should happen? Go find someone who you really don't like that much and have them walk in front of you. That when there's a depression, when there's a lower sense of emotions, then things dry up and you're, the swelling in your feet, the edema will go down, your shoes will be put off put on and off very easily. Then he was able to put on his other shoes. He had some guy walk by who he didn't like, least favorite employee of the month. And all is well and good. Omar Lay, he says to um, he says to Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, If you're so smart, then I don't understand. Why didn't you come visit me? Didn't we already discuss this? Yeah. Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai says, Omar Lay, weren't you listening? Didn't I already respond to this question? So he says back to him, Omar Lay, you did, but I didn't like your answer. You said you're supposed to kill the snake. I don't like your answer. You should have broken the barrel. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Omar Mishdarna. He says that they're going to be sending someone else in, in my place. But just ask, he says, Vespasian says to Yochanan ben Zaka, you can ask anything you want from me. So a little bit of a controversial response because here's what he says. Omar Le, the first thing he's saying said to Vespasian is Yavne Please save for me Yavne and all of the wise people. And as well, Vishushilta de Rabban Gamliel, uh, I'd like you to save the generations of Rabban Gamliel, and Vaswasa de Messianle, the Rebbe Tzadok. And I'd like you to help me heal Rev Tzadok. So Rav Yosef was bothered by this. Here too, we apply the line that he wasn't thinking properly. Rav Yochanan ben Zaka, you asked for the, the wrong thing. Leave the Jews alone entirely. Why didn't you uh, go for the gold? Why didn't you go for the jugular and just say, save all the Jews? What are you asking for saving a couple of families? What are you doing? It doesn't even make any sense. If you're in that scenario... That's what you do. You go for everything. But no, he was a politician, Rav Yochanan ben Zaki. knew exactly what he was doing, halfway down, five lines before the very wide lines. He said, look, there's no way. We're, we're in wartime. There's no way he's going to give me all of that. 
Even if I ask for that, they, it won't help me for anything. So at the very least, I should ask for the things that I'm going to get. Okay? So now the Gemara interjects that third thing that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai requested, which was to heal Rabbi Tzadok, who was obviously, this was the big Tzadok from the Amur Aleph, who had fasted for 40 years. So Asvasa, the Messiah of the Rabbi Tzadok, Maihi. What was the healing process to save him? So it says the Gemara, Yomakama, on the first day, Ashkiyuha Maya Depare, he should drink water that's been soaked in bran. Lamachar, the next day, he should drink Maya de Sipuka. Sipuka is a bit of a thicker brand. We're kind of making the food thicker as we move along, one day at a time. Lamachar on the third day, Maya de Kimcha, water that has flour on it, which is still even further, still even thicker, Adiravach Me'eha, until his stomach can expand more, Purta Purta, a little bit at a time until he is healed and returns to normal. And then, of course, the final turn. Azal, Shadre the Titus Harasha. And this uh, is where Titus HaRasha comes in, and he is the one who was successful at the final destruction. The Omar, E Eloheimu Tzur Chasav Bo. What does this Pasuk mean, that where is your God? Zetitus HaRasha. Shechirev V'gidev Klape Mala. He is the one who is Chirev V'gidev. He blasphemed against the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Ma'asa. It's so hard to imagine and to envision this scene. Tofa Zona Biyado. He brought a prostitute. Benichnas the base Kodesh HaKodashim. And he went into the holiest place on planet Earth, the single holiest place, which had the Kruvim, and uh, uh, it's so hard to imagine. Sefer Torah, and he opened a Sefer Torah, and with that Sefer Torah, and with her, an Avera was done. He took a sword and he sliced the paroches. And a miracle occurred. And blood was bubbling out. This is speaking in, uh, in metaphor, in a euphemism. He thought that he killed himself, meaning he thought that he successfully killed a Kodesh Baruch Hu, which is, of course, impossible. That these were the miracles that took place, and he thought that he killed the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Who is like you, Chasinka? Typically, this Pasuk is listed in a positive form, yet here it's listed in quite a negative form. It's a criticism. You are Kodesh Baruch Hu, you're so strong and you're being difficult. How could you listen to what this person is saying? You're the, the Abishtar on high. How could you listen to what's happening and be silent? And another Pasuk that's taken out of, uh, out of appropriate context and used as a form of, um, again, of, uh, of not understanding a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we're two-thirds of the way down, three lines into the wide lines. Who is like you, who's playing like a deaf mute? All of this terrible stuff is happening and you're not doing anything. Ma'asa, what did Titus HaRasha do? Notalasa paroches. He took the paroches down. Ve'asau kimin gargusni. He made it like a skin that usually is used 
to hold wine, meaning he made it into a sack of some kind. And he took all of the kelim in the base of Mikdash, and he put it inside of that gargusni, inside of that paroches, and he took it and he placed it on a ship to bring it and to be praised for what he had done in his own hometown. I saw Rishayim that are buried, and they've shown up. They came from a place that was holy. And they were found in a city where all that was done. You should go to a city not where the evil are buried, but where the evil are gathered, namely going back to his hometown. And it's not that it's where they are found, but where they are praised. Um, and that is one version of understanding this pasuk and ikad amre, that really it's not really kavurim mamish. Even things that were hidden, even items that were kalim of the base of mikdash that were not revealed, iglion lahon, they were shown to him. The light shone, whatever the case may be, and he took all of the kalim with him. All of a sudden, a massive storm took place. And their ship was uh, being threatened to capsize. Omar, they couldn't do anything to me on the ground. So maybe the, the God only has power while we're at sea. So, that Paro was drowned in the water. And he, I said, excuse me, Paro Tavu Bemaim, Basisra Tavu Bemaim. He too was swept away by the waters. That's what the Psukim in, uh, in Shoftim say. Afu any Bemaim. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu, please excuse me, but you only got game on water, but you don't seem to be able to do anything to me on land. In Gibor Hu, If you're really strong, Kodesh Baruch Hu, you can show your game on the ground. But we're not going to fight on the water. This is not the type of intro you'd like to see on a wedding invitation. <laughs> it's a very strong negative, obviously. I have a very light, a very small creation in my world. We call this a gnat or a mosquito, a tiny little nothing. We kill them and swat them away. We buy products to keep them out of our backyards. Why is it that they're referred to as a beriakala? Says the Gemara, this particular animal, animal this particular bug is dima'alna isle. It has a mouth with which to eat, umifkana lesle, but it doesn't have the capacity to defecate, meaning everything it eats, it keeps in its body. Finally, the ship made it ashore. Here is what happened. He got on the land. This mosquito came along and entered his nostrils and it chipped away at his brain for seven years. He was going crazy. All of this is, of course, Bashkafa. What's the seven for? What's the mosquito for? What's the chotem, the nostrils for? Uh, every everything here is a gem, and it requires hours of reading all the footnotes and looking up the marshas, looking up the Ein Yaakov, etc. Yomachad, twelve lines or so from the bottom. Have a bava de He passed by the store of a blacksmith who was constantly banging with hammers and metals, and when he passed by, shama kal arzafta. An ishtik. 
he heard the sound of the metal clanking together and the bug inside his head stopped with his clanking on his brain. Omar, oh, what a relief. Ika Takanta, I know the solution to this. I need someone to bang on metal all day everywhere I go. That's not a life either, but probably better than it be an external sound than an internal chipping. Every day, he would have a blacksmith in the palace, and he would be banging away. If the the blacksmith that was hired was a goy, so he would get paid. If it was a Yisrael, the Yisrael, it's enough that you get to see me. You get to see your enemies. You're, You're not getting paid. And this is what they did for 30 days. But after 30 days, the bug on the inside was no longer distracted by the external sounds. Whatever the bug did, it wanted to do, and it kept chipping away now at its brain. And says the Gemara, Tanya, the Brysa reads as follows. I was among the great people of Rome. When Titus died, they took an axe and they cracked open his skull. They found a drawer, uh, which is a type of bird, that was the weight of two slime. That it wasn't that, it was a different type of bird. It was Kigozal, it was like a pigeon. Again, different measures. And Amar Abai, Naktin, and we have a tradition. Piv, the mouth of this bird was nechoshes, was bronze, vitsipornav shel barzel, and its nails were made out of iron. Uh, not the kind of thing you want in your brain. Kihava Kamayis, when he was about to die, Omar Lehu, Titus said, Likliyuha Leahu Gavra, talking about himself, burn me, Ulevidre Likitme Ashev Yame. And I'd like you to spread my ashes across seven different bodies of water. He even knew that there was going to be a day where he had to pay for what he did. And so he said, burn my body. And what I'd like to do is to be spread out over seven bodies of water so that the Abishter can't catch up with me. The Gemara now tells a story. Unculus bar clonicus bar achte de titus. Unculus bar clonicus, we know. And the Gemara here says that he's bar achte de Titus, that he was actually the nephew of Titus. However, if you look in the Mephorshim here, it actually changes this, and it's really not Titus. Why? Where is the change? The Hagos Hagra says it was a different person. It was the nephew of the Andrinus Hava, not Titus. And we'll discuss why that's valuable in a minute. And Unculus have a boyle igure, as we know from other parts of Shas. Unculus was interested in converting to Judaism. Ozal. After Titus died, he pulled up he pulled Titus up from the from the depths of Gehenna by using Ov, which is this form of communicating with the dead necromancy, and he did so. Benegida Rashi calls it Ov. That Rashi is found the last Rashi on the page that Negida is Ov, this uh, form of communicating with the dead. Omar Lay he says to Titus Harosha who's dead already, but he's talking to his spirit, let's call it, I don't know the right word, Man alma, who is considered the top of the food chain in the next world. Omar Le Titus had no choice but to say the truth. Yisrael, the Jewish people are the top of the food chain. What about me clinging to them? I'm a goy, says Unclus, maybe I should, uh, I should convert. 
Now remember, he could never have done this if he was already Jewish, because Ov is an Isser in Sefer Dvarm, it's in Parshas Shoftim. Ov, Yidoni, you're not allowed to do this. So he's obviously still a guy. Omar lay, Milaihu nefishin velomatis lekiyuminhu. Their words are many. You will not be able to fulfill them. Somebody asked Rav Chaim Kanievsky, uh, what should I learn? He's like, are you learning Hilchah Shabbos? Because it's one-seventh of your life. And if you're not holding cup, you're violating. There's no two ways about it. You're either learning Hilchah Shabbos regularly or you're making mistakes every single Shabbos. And we see Maisa Michal Yom, people make mistakes every single Shabbos. Me and you, unless we're learning Hilchah Shabbos and we know it clear, we're making errors. <clears throat> so here, Titus HaRosh is telling Oklos, this is what we tell, this is what we tell people who convert. Titus is lying. I'm telling you, if you convert, <laughs> it's not Pasha to be a Yid. There's thousands and thousands upon thousands. Tile Tilim of Halachos. Zeal, better, Igre Behu Behu Alma. You should do something, you should be Megare uh, them, you should... Uh, Provoke the Jews, Vahabis Resha, and you should become a head. You should become someone who is a leader. Those who would abuse the Jews would become the heads. Anyone who tortures the Jews becomes the head. He says to Titus, by the way, what was your punishment in the end? The Gemara says on the top, uh, the very last of this Amud, going to the top, we'll learn just a couple of lines here. Omar Le Titus responded, That which I did to myself is actually my punishment. Kol Yoma, every single day, they collect my ashes from all of those seven bodies of water. I get judged. I'm burned yet again. And they spread it out over all of the seven waters yet again. And we are in the middle of the story, but it is time to stop. We'll stop right here, three lines down from the top of Nunzayan Amaralif. We'll pick up right there tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night.